Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Farm Talk with John O'Connor. In our program, experience a big harvest day on Sunday 4th of September from 12 noon at the Farm Grenna, halfway between Cork City and Mallow. On the left-hand side from Cork City, McFord from the Farm Grenna has details. Plus, ICMSA warns winter liquid milk production is under threat. It's becoming non-viable. ICMSA Dairy Committee Chairperson Mr Noel Murphy explains. But first, Dr Seamus Carney, Training and Development Officer, Chagas Moor Park for Moy, suggests a big event at Johnstown Castle on Tuesday, 30th of August, starting 10am, will offer farmers a plan to help achieve the ambitious 25% cut in gaseous emissions. I suppose, John, the, the, the big one is the event happening um, next Tuesday in Johnstown Castle, which is outside Wexford Town. Is I suppose now knowing after all the upheaval that the target package for twenty five percent, it's kind of presenting the roadmap what farmers can do today to start reducing their emissions at farm level, but also to help them to improve the profitability at the same time as well. And while the target is twenty five percent today, the current technology we have available to us, John, can probably get us about halfway there. But some of the new technologies we will be dependent on down the road will also be demonstrated as the existing technologies will be demonstrated um, at Johnson Castle. So it's really giving farmers, whether they're dairy, sucker farmers, cattle bee farmers, tillage farmers, sheep farmers, giving all farmers, John, a roadmap of the practical uh, elements they can incorporate on their farm to help improve profitability and at the same time reduce greenhouse gas emissions uh, to meet the national target of 25% for agriculture. The date this event is taking place, the venue and the time, and whether people have to register. I understand, too, there's a website you can give us which will give you all the data we're talking about. But is it necessary to register, and when and where is it taking place and the time? Yeah, so it's taking place in the, the Chagas uh, Johnson Castle site, uh, just to say Wexford Town, and it's next Tuesday, that's the 30th of August, uh, starting at uh, 10 a.m. to 4 uh, p.m. Uh, so basically, as farmers come in, there's four main boards, the farmers who brought their own groups, and then they'll be allowed around the open day to look and be able to feel and, and see the demonstrations uh, that are there to show uh, farmers how they can farm more sustainably and also uh, reduce emissions at the same time. Uh, so the last group I suppose will be going around maybe from 2 o'clock uh, onwards, so really from 10 to 2 to turn up. And ideally, if farmers could pre-book, uh, just as well for crowd control, uh, if they go into the chagas.ie website and just click on events, uh, they will see up there uh, the technologies for the, today and tomorrow event uh, where farmers can book in. So very important to try and give the organisers some idea of numbers, at least the people who intend going along. And very important to the farmer's pocket, of course, uh, everyone's pocket nowadays. 
Chagas clients and farmers in general, is there an admission price? No, there's no. It's open and free to everyone on the day, John. And look, with the help of God, any farmer goes, as well as picking up uh, some simple tips to reduce their emissions, hopefully that they'll also be able to uh, improve their, their, their bottom line as well. One of the technologies that will be demonstrated is uh, changing fertilizer type to protect the urea. And for a lot of dairy farmers, the average dairy farmer can save up to six, seven thousand euros just by changing from can type fertilizers to protect the urea. That will be demonstrated and how it's being implemented on farms. And I suppose another novel part of the day is. Uh, some of the signpost farms around the country who are implementing these technologies for the last 12 months and where everything has been measured, they will also be talking to fellow farmers how they're implementing these simple changes on their farm and the positive effect it's having on their bottom line and also on the environment. And I jotted down some of the points you raised before we began broadcasting. Some of the things people will see will be grass clover and multi-species swords, fertiliser and slurry technologies you've mentioned earlier, biodiversity and water quality, very important, dairy and dairy beef systems. And, of course, your own signpost programme, Chagask Advisory and Education, and a machinery demonstration. So people, when they go along, they could just find, depending on their own type of enterprise, in complying and achieving and reaching this very ambitious 25% reduction in agricultural emissions, they might very well end having more profit, more net profit, by very carefully implementing all of those things they'll see at the Farming for a Better Future Technologies for Today and Tomorrow. John Castle, Tuesday, 30th of August, 10 a.m. In achieving this goal of uh, emission reduction, they might end up tighter enterprise, but actually more money in their pocket. Yeah, very much, John. And a lot of the, 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 um, the technologies and, and demonstration on the day, John, are, as well as reducing emissions, they're also uh, helping to reduce costs or improve profitability in the farmer's pocket. Uh, and I suppose, look, I suppose the road plan, it's all about changing fertilizer types, reducing fertilizer use, uh, improving the productivity of our existing animals on farms, and it's about breeding more productive animals uh, that will help to reduce emissions down the road and as well. So very much, John, as well as, as and it's all about sustainability. Uh, um, economic sustainability, John, is the most important part. The farmer has to make money in his pocket, first of all, in order for social and, and, and environmental sustainability to take place at farm level. And, of course, those two words we can't say often enough because those are the key words, productivity and profitability. That's where the spotlight would be shining when people go along to the Johnstown Open Day, your technologies for today and tomorrow, at Johnstown Castle, Tuesday, 30th of August, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Very much so. You will find at the back of any Irish farmers' minds, the back of the European farmers' minds, when they're talking about reductions in emissions, we are told that the world is indivisible. Global warming is something that's taking place literally, as the term indicates, globally. But then we find, to our consternation, that our own government appears to be backing up the European Union line of reopening negotiations with the Mercosur countries in South America where, you know, they're rearing cattle and um, growing soya on lands cleared of forest as gigantic fires. But, of course, we have to be aware of that. And at the same time, we in Ireland, with uh, ideal grass-fed beef, we have to make our sacrifice for the greater good. But, of course, at the back of people's minds, they will say, how can we reconcile a quota of 90,000 tonnes, at least at this point, for Mercosur beef coming into the European Union. That's in the background, but still we have to be big enough to see beyond that, even though it's six in the throat of many people. 
Yeah, I suppose the twenty five percent. I suppose is kind of written in now for for the sector for, for Ireland at this stage. And I suppose that the other point is well to make John look what we produce here, whether it's beef, whether it's milk. We're very efficient in the global terms, first of all. But I suppose the agriculture, it, it just it's it's a big proportion of the Irish economy, and so that's why the twenty five percent target is there for agriculture to meet our national target. Uh, but the good news is, in order to get a twenty five percent, we have the technology to get us about halfway there today. And they also can improve profitability. That's the important message as well. Uh, so by coming along to the open day, uh, as well as improving environmental sustainability, hopefully farmers will be able to put more money in their pocket uh, by the technologies they see uh, and pick up on the day below in Johnson Castle. I understand Chagas are working hard on incorporating various types, various strains of seaweed into the bovine diet and in that way reduce uh, methane gases. But of course, the cost of this point might be prohibitive for farmers to employ, but we do have Chagask working on technologies such as the seaweed option, wondering how that can be incorporated into diets at an economical rate for beef people. Yeah, as one of the technologies, John, has been, that's been researched to, for, for the future, and farmers will get to see the machinery where that, that, that's used to measure the methane coming out of the animals uh, in Johnstone Castle, and some of the preliminary work coming out from the, 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 the methane uh, work will, could, will also be um, um, demonstrated below as well uh, for the open day. Well, thank you very much indeed for your valuable time, Dr. Seamus Carney, Training and Development Specialist, Chagas Moor Park near Fomoy. Thank you very much indeed, Seamus. Thanks a million. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, John, and thank you very much to your listeners. You're very welcome. Joining us on the Farm Programme, we have Mr. Noel Murphy, Chairperson, ICMSA Dairy Committee. First of all, Noel, welcome to the programme. Now, your press release you, of... You're very welcome, Noel. Your press release of Tuesday, 23rd of August... The ICMS air warning of a price threat to winter liquid milk supplies. Would you outline to our listeners what exactly the problem is and what do you feel would help ensure, you know, the continued viability of people producing this winter liquid milk? Sure, John. I suppose, look, at the end of the day, um, it's all down to, to the cost of production and, and, and what lads are getting for their, for their milk. And the problem here is that... Um, the price has to go up for liquid milk suppliers because these these lads are supplying milk 12 months of the year. They're guaranteeing the supply, very high cost of production, especially to produce that in the winter. We're facing into the winter now. We see where ration prices are. We see what it costs to produce the silage and the meal and everything to, 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 to keep this show on the road over the winter. And these lads need a decent price for their milk. They need a decent increase in price. They need to be able to access the margin that the supermarkets up to now in fairness, have been taken, and where that, whether that margin comes from the supermarkets or where it comes from, it has to come back to the primary producer. It has to come back to the lead milk and the cows, and that hasn't happened up to now. And fellas are finding it difficult enough going in negotiating with the supermarkets and the multiples to get a pricing uh, off them that will be viable for them to produce their milk over the winter. And of course, the general public, they perhaps don't fully appreciate the difference between the winter liquid milk they can get uh, as per normal on their supermarket shelf and having to go for, you know, some other products which might be condensed milk in its own way, probably an excellent product. But nonetheless, uh, it mightn't at all be suitable or acceptable to the palate of people who are used to putting winter liquid milk into their coffee or tea. Sure, look, I mean, we're talking about two different products, I suppose. You're talking about a natural product as opposed to something that's dried out and maybe imported, I don't know exactly. But at the end of the day, the the, the quality that and, and, and the traceability and everything that farmers have to go through to assure the the person that's buying the milk, the consumer, 
all that cost money and it costs money to produce it, as I say. We see where costs have gone up nearly 40% over the year with the price of ration, the price of fertilizer, and we are just saying it's not going to be viable if less don't get an increase in their price. But how soon do you think will farmers, uh, dairy farmers, decide this is the last year we can produce uh, liquid uh, milk in the winter unless we get proper price? And what do you think would a proper, acceptable, viable price be, I wonder? Yeah, sure, I suppose. Look, um, I, I'm not going to put a figure on it because that's between the supplier, the supplier and the farmer. But um, at the end of the day, at like, fellas have to get a viable income out of it. And the problem here, I suppose, is, as I say, you know, fellas have been carrying the can for because their margin has been taken by the supermarket. We see how milk even has been sold maybe at a kind of a knockdown price in a lot of cases. It's been used by supermarkets as a, as a lost leader by big multiples. And in fairness, that is not sustainable. And it has driven the price down, but it has driven the price down to the liquid milk producer, while the margin has stayed the same for a lot of these big multiples. They haven't, they haven't touched their margin. Now that can't. So the margin, wherever it comes from, it has to come back to the liquid milk producer. That's what we're saying. And I think you're predicting that winter 22, 23, yeah, that sure. will be a crunch point. Yeah, it will, because, I mean, um, lads are not going to stay at it, I mean, because it's going to cost them money to produce it at this stage. It's going, they're going to be losing money trying to produce liquid milk. I mean, a lot of the fellas would have, a lot of farmers might have the facility. They're producing spring milk as well, so they'll probably pivot and, and stop producing uh, liquid milk and produce spring milk instead. And that probably will mean that we won't have enough milk in our shops in next year. You know, you won't have enough liquid milk. And sure, I mean, where is it going to come from then? Is it going to be imported? Is the price going to go up then, if that's the case? Sure, it would have to, if it's the scarcity situation. Now, farmers know the mechanics of uh, producing winter liquid milk, but for people who are consumers, those very important people, consumers, the public who may be listening just to tuning into the farm programme to to be aware of where their food comes from, you might briefly outline what the difference would be producing the normal uh, lactation, natural cycle milk, and then this full 12-month cycle, the extra investment that takes, extra care, extra planning, etc. Yeah, sure, I suppose. Look, uh, grass, as we know, only grows in the springtime and into the autumn, and then new stops growing, and you have to put in some kind of a supplement, have the silage there for the cow that's calving in the autumn, as opposed to the cows coming in and calving in the spring. That costs a lot of money to keep the cow up in concrete and give her concentrate. Our diet would be mainly made up of, of, of concentrates and silage as opposed to grass produced cheaply, which goes in the spring and into the summer and into the autumn. It's a totally different system as at the other end, and their costs, it, the costs are exponential in that system. And, um, you know, you have all the hygiene and all the rest of it that goes with it, the labour, milking cows on Christmas Day and so forth. I mean, that's something maybe that the consumer doesn't realise, that let's have them milk on and milk on into the winter, into the off-season. And, um, you know, they have to have their cows, they have to give a constant supply. Because they have a contract, they have to give a constant steady supply of milk throughout the 12 months of the year. And uh, to do that, it, 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 costs, it costs more money, of course, naturally enough, to provide facilities and everything else that goes with it. And, of course, the farmer and the public always aware of the importance of hygiene, animal health mm. and a healthy sure. product. The farmers have got to be alert not to become liable for extra bovine TB testing, uh, 
charges. No end in sight, really, to the cost, the rising cost of inputs. Oh, sure. I mean, we don't know where the cost of inputs uh, is going to where the rise is going to finish up. We see where the gas prices spiked again last week. That will increase the cost of producing fertilizer. I mean, you know, that's only one of the costs. It'll, I mean, you have the fuel, you have the whole fuel situation. You know, I know it's, there's probably, it's not probably as high to the diesel prices and, and fuel prices and probably have come back slightly, but they're still very high and it's still a high cost uh, to the farmer because all that, we have to use fuel. We don't have an alternative to using diesel, in our, you know, we don't have electric tractors or whatever so far anyway. And uh, that's a good bit down the road. So it's a, it's a, there is a major cost in all that kind of production. It, it adds to the, the cost on the food chain. And the running sore of TB testing, getting rid of TB, eradication, etc. And, of course, in the interim, farmers being liable to more expense. If you have negotiations with the processors, with the co-ops, if you have negotiations and you worry, you thrash out a reasonable mm. price, do you see a pretty good future still for the dairy sector, despite the 25% emissions agreed, etc.? But would you have a, a hopeful message for farming if you can only get fair play for your winter liquid milk suppliers? Sure, I mean, we would be hopeful that um, there will be a future for dairy farmers, uh, you know, but I mean, again, if we look at the whole emissions and the way the targets have been set up, it will take a big ask and a big cost on farmers to get to the stage where the people in the government want us to go. And, um, you know, we can get so far, we'll say, with the, with the, with the MAC curve and all the, the, the methane reducing um, initiatives, but it won't get us the full distance. And, I mean, in fairness, the minister and his people have got to tell us and they've got to put a roll back in place as to how we get that extra 4 or 5%, because at the moment... There's no roadmap to get there without reducing stocking rate. And I mean, uh, you know, we've the minister kind of telling us that uh, he doesn't want any stock reduction is fine and dandy. But of course, we all know that there's the likes of the nitrates coming down the track and a bending system. And that will kind of reduce our stocking rate by stealth and in despite of it. So, I mean, it's not fair for the people in government to tell, say one thing in, on one hand and see that the consequences of what's being imposed on us is going to have a totally different effect. On a positive note, I understand that Chagas got pretty confident they left something like a broad outline plan at their Farming for a Better Future at um, Johnson Castle on Tuesday, 30th of August, Farming for a Better Future. They say they have a plan which they, you know, want to discuss with people who go along to Johnson Castle Tuesday, which, you know, will at least outline some ways of achieving this 25% and they're talking about, you know, fertilizers, slurry techniques and a whole pile of um, other uh, techniques. That's one thing. But again, on a final note, farmers have to be big enough not to... um, get totally confused. We find our own government is supporting the European Union in reopening negotiations with the Mercosur countries in South America. Now, we're told the climate and global warming, it's indivisible. We live in the one world. But here we have, at the moment, at least 90,000 tonnes of a quota for importing beef from South America. And that's where they have these fires where forests are burnt down on purpose. So, a lot of smoke and uh, heat coming from that. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, if we look at the South American situation where they're talking about um, in uh, putting on 20 more, 24 million cows extra in Brazil, what's that going to do? How many forests are going to have to be cut down to do that? And yet we have uh, to reduce maybe down here in the, in, in, in the small uh, country. So, I mean, it doesn't make much sense, does it? It's very important our farm organisations and the government and all our agencies would understand they mustn't have wool, so to speak, pulled over their eyes. We have a perfectly viable way of producing milk and beef and uh, cheese here, and yet we see the South American picture cutting our own agriculture and then importing the food we need from countries where there's absolutely no regard for the environment. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, uh, we know that, uh, you know, carbon leakage, we talk about, you know, is a phenomenon and that will become more to the fore if we cut our emissions here and it's produced somewhere else. Then, I mean, it might have the effect of increasing carbon. An excellent piece of new infrastructure announced, a new 320 million euro runway for Dublin Airport. So, you know, what about aviation fuel consumption? Um, you know, passenger numbers have gone up and up and up since um, the whole thing has reopened after COVID, and you know, it seems to be fine. Doesn't seem to be the same restrictions as we've been put on agriculture, so there's not quite a level playing pitch as we are con- as far as we are concerned. One last plug for Chagas. Chagas say they think they could have a plan to work out step-by-step step how you can get uh, up to that target of 25% emissions. Johnstown Castle, Tuesday, 30th of August, 10am to 3pm, and you can register on the Chagas website. Johnson Castle on Tuesday 30th meet other people who are worried about their future and find out how a tighter operation might just uh, survive. But thank you very much for taking our call and uh, giving us your valuable time. Mr Noel Murphy, Chairperson Irish Creamery Milk Supplier Association, ICMSA Dairy Committee Thank you very much indeed Noel, thanks a million Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk Programme, Mr Mick Ford from the Farm Grana. First of all, Mick, welcome to the programme. Now we've had the pandemic and you're still there. The farm is still there in Grana. And you are offering our listeners a wonderful opportunity to experience an extremely interesting rural event in a few days' time. Could you fill us in on the details of what this big event is, how important it is and indeed how interesting an experience it will be? That's right, John. Um, We're back to this time of the year again, the harvest time, and um, we normally have our harvest the first uh, Sunday of September, um, which is open to the public. And uh, that's going to happen again now for the first time. It's been three years since we had the last one, and uh, the pandemic has um, put a damper on a lot of things. So we're back on track this year again, and um, hopefully we'll be able to put on a good show for the public. Um, we would uh, hopefully we will have combined harvesting, provided that the weather is fine, and um, we have barley and oats ready to go, both with combines and reaper and binder, and also we have um, hopefully we are going to have a very old 1915 tractor coming, um, an overtime tractor that would work a reaper, which is around since the 1800s. So this would be a very unique thing to see working. And uh, right up to the combine harvesters of the 60s and 70s. And um, then we will have the silage harvesting again uh, from the 1950s up to the 1980s, again dealing with the from the very or 
first um, trail harvesters right um, behind the tractor to the side-mounted single chop and then the double chop and precision chop and possibly even uh, self-repelled harvester. Um, the, there won't be a lot of any harvesters here, but we will have a variety and hopefully we'll be able to explain that, uh, how these machines came about and the, the way they progressed down through the years. And we'll also be harvesting potatoes. And um, unfortunately, this year the potatoes seem to be very small due to the drought, but there are some potatoes in the ground to be harvested anyway. And um, we'll have other machines working as well, like dung spreading and um, a bit of ploughing and tilling and sowing. There's quite a variety of stuff going on, and we'll be putting the silage into the pit in the old way that it was put into the, and backed up with tractors uh, up to some years ago, the way it was done. Quite a variety of stuff. It's a good day out for all the family. And uh, the restaurant will be fully open for the day as well, so people can get a bit of grub during the day and um, help them to relax. There's, it's so long since they had a good day out, so we're hoping that if the weather is fine, that we'll definitely be able to offer, it, offer that this year. Despite the potatoes being a bit smaller, the impact of the drought and dry conditions, nonetheless, uh, by way of compensation, it could mean that your cereals, that uh, the cereal crop uh, could be quite good due to it uh, drying out very well. Oh, yeah. Well, we're hoping now that we're after such a long dry spell that um, we have some of the, the, the barley already cut, but it's, uh, it was very dry, of course, and um, it will... We- If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It would be very unlucky now if it rains on Sunday the 4th of September uh, to put a damper on things, but 
hopefully it won't. And even if it does, we still have to do the silage and uh, other stuff. The other activities will go on around the farm as well. But the, the combining also always is uh, a major attraction to see the, the different combines. We'd, we'd have 10 or 12 or 14 combines working uh, of different types, which would be interesting. Like our farmers, we're looking for rain in some of the fields and we don't want it in more. So, um, to get a sense of orientation, where is the famous farm Grenna? We're situated halfway roughly between Cork City and uh, Mallow on the Cork Mallow Road, just two miles after me in Cork Mallow Road near Rat Duff. Uh, the signposted as well, signposted, it's very easy to find us. Do you get there by your own transport? Is it your own transport only? Is it very much uh, get there under your own steam, as it were? Oh, it is like the old days now, get there under your own steam. So that's the way you get to the farm, yeah. Uh, will there be any livestock uh, to see on the farm? Oh, yeah, we have all our farm animals here on the stay they're all year round. We have uh, the sheep and the goats and the donkeys and the horses and the cows and calves and all the, the, the general farm animals are on display around the farm in their natural environment. And there's a few pigs there as well. But, but we have, we're back now. We have some puppies again. Now we work with Half Animal Rescue there in Mallow. And uh, we foster puppies and they, they get fostered onwards. Then again, after us, they, we, we call on them for a couple of weeks. But we have some lovely puppies at the moment that will be there uh, for, for, for people who can cuddle them and pet them. And we have some other rabbits and other small animals as well and you know it, it, um, there's a playground for the kids which is opened uh, free playground all around the farm for the kids as well When you were operating for several years prior to the pandemic uh, striking us down there were examples of communication telecommunications, the old phone system, how you had the operator winding up the phone. Will people be able to see that history of telecommunications, which you used to have? A very basic thing, but fascinating. Well, currently we are upgrading our village at the moment. We have the, the classroom is just nearing completion, and um, we will still incorporate some of the telecom communications section into that. Um, it is a hope to get a new telephone uh, system um, in place where people can just look at the, all the different types of phones from the 1920s right up to the first mobile phones. And um, that will be on display as well. And uh, the old kitchens are still there, the, 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 the pre- and post-electrification of the kitchens and uh, the dairy and the milking bar and the hand-milking of the cows and all that that's there and, and on display as well. So it's a good day out for all the family. This big harvest day, can you please remind our listeners the day of the week it's on and the actual date and the time? It's on on Sunday, the 4th of September, and it, the activities will start at around 12 o'clock. Of course, it might be better to come a little bit earlier than that because they can still go for a walk around the farm and look at the animals before the activities, before the machinery starts going. And um, it is a full day out. It's a full day out up to about half past four. So it's, uh, it's a fairly active day. Is there any special deal as regards a family ticket or a group ticket? Well, some places have gone very expensive this year, but we're sticking to a tinner ahead coming in. And like if there's a family of five in a car, we'll, we'll go a bit easier. And when, when, if the numbers are big in the car, we'll, we'll, we'll give some discount off of that. 
And again, as you emphasise with any big event, be it a field day or an ag show, get there as early as you can. And I think you're saying it starts 12 noon, but try and get there, you know, early and you'll have a full day and you might go easier on the price if people, you know, for the, for the early arrivals, you know, they'll be sure of getting a full day's entertainment and they won't right. miss out they'll on anything. Get, they'll get better value for their money than if they come at 2 o'clock anyway, that's for sure. The, 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 the farm is open at 10 o'clock every morning. Uh, the farm is open 10 o'clock to, um, to 5.30 every day and it will be open from 10 to 5.30 on Sunday as well. But the activities will probably finish up at around 4.30. And that's all on Sunday, 4th of September. And as regards parking, as in previous years, I understand you have plenty of parking facilities. There won't be any uh, you know, congestion for people wanting to park their car quickly and uh, see all the attractions and get into the spirit of it. There'll be no problem there, and we will have a shuttle, tractor and trailer to take um, older people or in people that, that, that would need assistance. To get them around the farm, we will have a shuttle going around from the different activities from time to time so that they won't have to be walking all the, to the activities. So that's for people that would be uh, needing assistance. Well, all age groups will enjoy the day because the, f- the facilities are built that way to cater for the grandparents as well as the grandkids. And uh, it's great to see the, the interaction between grandparents and grandkids telling them this is the way it was done in our day. Speaking to Mr Mick Ford of the Farm and Granite, Mick, to remind our listeners the day, date and time and where you are so anyone tuning in now will be fully aware of this big day taking place fairly soon. It's Sunday, the 4th of September. Activities will begin at around 12 noon and from 12 noon to 4.30 and it's just two miles off the main Cock to Mallow Road, halfways between Cock and Mallow, signposted at Red Duff. Anything at all you want to add to what we've covered already? Well, I suppose I'm hoping that there'll be a few unique things that people mightn't see anywhere else, you know, and um, that depends on the weather on the day and who shows up with machines because other people are quite welcome to bring machines, especially for the tilling area and that. And if anybody has any um, unusual harvesting equipment, uh, make contact with me and uh, we'll facilitate them and it'll be nice to show it off to the public. You're saying if there are listeners out there who have harvesting machines or machines of any type to contact you on the phone number we're going to give now and you'll discuss this with them and, uh, you know, work out whether it would be interesting for them to bring their machinery or equipment along for the very special harvest day, 4th of September, Sunday 4th. So have you a phone number for anyone with machinery you want to have a chat with? Yeah, it's uh, my own number is 86 255510 That's 086 255510 Or they can contact the farm on Facebook or on our website. The contact numbers are on the website as well. Visit thefarm.ie. Mr. Mick Ford of the Farm Engrana. Thank you, Mick, very much indeed. Thank you, John. Thanks very much. We are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by Mr. Patrick Flannery, Chagask Education Officer for Cork West. First of all, Patrick, uh, welcome to the programme. A very important announcement. Thank you, John. Um, One of the challenges of our time is to marry climate-neutral farming and profitable farming. And to see that in action is very powerful. So Friday, next Friday, the 2nd of September, at 11 a.m., there's an open day under the term the banner Farm Zero Carbon 
a Chinook dairy farm banding, which really sets out and displays the movement towards farm zero carbon farming. And so it's an open day, five the second, 11 a.m. Chinook banding. Let's have a look at something very important. I suppose it would be aimed at our slightly younger listeners. West Cork part-time green cert course. We know the green cert can be extremely useful if you're qualifying for entitlements or simply to know more about your chosen career farming. So could you give us a few words about the background to the Chagas green cert course, the part-time course? Who would be eligible for this? Okay, thank you, John. Again, I suppose John Cork has its very own 2022 All-Ireland Champion, and David Maloney. Dave from Banadee is the National Green Search Student of the Year. Now, Dave completed the local part-time Green Search, or the course that you've just referred to. I suppose this option is delivered across the three Chagas centres of Clannacilty, McCroom and Skibbereen. It runs over two college years with attendance of one day and one evening per week. And again, it's open to people over 23 who are involved in farming and now are maybe considering the options of doing some agricultural training and receiving an official agricultural qualification. And we very much welcome queries regarding this course. Have you a phone number? Is there a phone contact for people, listeners, who would like to find out more about what we're discussing? Absolutely. So one of my homes from home is the Chagas Office McCroom, and that really is the... the, the option I would I would suggest to people to contact the office at 026-41604. So the Chagas Office McCroom, but the number to have it at hand for people is 026-41604. For further information, application procedures, any query at all in relation to the course, we'd be very delighted to talk to people. Distance learning and distance participation in courses. Is there a green cert course available by the distance system? Yes, again, um, some of our Ukrainian friends have found a home from home, again, at Tanakilti Agricultural College. And the college is, is, is uh, presently preparing for the next group of green cert students. And again, I suppose they offer two other options to complete the green cert than what we've just discussed in terms of the part time option. They, as you say, they, they offer what we call the distance green cert, which is also very popular. And this is really available for people who have an existing level six qualification, maybe involved in farming, they have an existing level six qualification, and now they're looking to consider the green cert. So Tanakilti Agricultural College have a long track record of delivering this course. They also deliver as a third option from what we're talking about to give people plenty of options in this area, a full-time Green Cert course. Again, this is comprehensive agricultural training and it also offers the benefit of work placement. So it's a third option, is a full-time Green Cert course. And again, it's really worth discussing maybe the two Clannacilty courses and they'd be more than delighted to talk to you. And again, I would suggest one option there is to ring them at 023 382500. I suppose overall benefits of, of any of these courses, I, I would again allude to the fact that a tax headache is tra- in transferring the farm is something nobody wishes to have. And the Green Cert can trigger inheritance tax relief, can address this issue in, in, in many different ways. 
and can um, but it can also allow for scheme draw down. Dave Maloney talks about the, his experience on the course in terms of you know working and learning in a small group, the support that was around that smaller group, the networking, the friendship developed, and then the skills and knowledge that it can provide as well. So we hopefully there's something for everybody there. And for someone who missed the phone number when you gave it out originally, could you just repeat uh, one or two of those phone numbers where people could uh, now write them down and uh, contact you for further information? Absolutely. So the, the couple of the numbers I would, I would refer people to again, on the part-time course, and people who would like to have a few words with, with me or with some of my colleagues on the part-time Green Start course, I would refer them to Chagas McCroom, the Chagas Office McCroom again at 026-41604. And again, I, I will t- take any queries, but also kind of kids here at Cultural College who are dealing with, as I say, with the full-time option and the distance option w- would be more than delighted to take queries also on, the, on, on their contact number, which again is 23 023-88-32500. When you were referring there to the benefits of the Green Cert course, any of the Green Cert courses, there is that word which is always in the background in families and people don't like to be the one to draw it down, but succession, I'm sure there are benefits if you have a Green Cert course, perhaps a partnership with your parents and then easing into ownership of the land or the, the succession benefits, if in fact you show an aptitude and a desire, you know, for this, this career for farming. So in other words, uh, succession, something we should try and discuss or at least draw down and get the first uh, part of the process moving. Yes, certainly. And I would say that if people are considering their cultural education, it, it's a central plank of it. And it can involve, and I, I would spend a lot of time on this discussing with people, just teasing it out gently, the whole background, um, the family situation, which of course is in all cases um, individual and unique. But there is some guidance we can offer there in terms of starting out on this road and starting out on the succession road. And perhaps, you know, as one part of that is the, the training and the, the qualifications that could marry into a successful um, succession process. I suppose on from that then, a, a core element of the course would be taking people through the succession process and how they, they could become better equipped to deal with that when the course is finished or as the course is finishing. And we, do a, we put a huge emphasis on how you could Go from go from A to Z through the succession process whenever it might happen. Linked into that, there are so many offshoots, but of course, the fair deal nursing home scheme, the liability for paying for a parent or elderly person in the home, now limited under certain circumstances to the three years. And in that case, the farm wouldn't be sliced into nothing at the rate of seven and a half percent per year. But again, once you get this green cert course, any of these green cert courses, well, then you, you open up a whole new world of possibilities because if you are farming, if you have a knowledge of farming already, if you're over 23, well, then 
very important you should register or at least consider one of these green cert options, be it the one involving attendance for a course on Tuesday and on Thursday per week or the distance green cert. So for the very last time, in case someone would like just to double-check the number, you might give a number or two where people listening can check out their own particular circumstances and decide if they want to take up um, this very kind offer of Travis Corkwest partnering with the Clonakilty Agricultural College. I would direct people um, to the two numbers, which again are available on the website, and they're widely available, these numbers. So if people are, you know, do miss it for any reason, um, they're widely available on the, on the Chagas websites. But the two numbers, just for ease, for ease of people, are I would refer to is the Chagas office, McCroom, on 026-41604, and also then quite nearby, Tanakilty Agricultural College at 023 Double Register as soon as possible if you want to take up the course. The course runs for two years. I would imagine there's obviously a limit on numbers. Register as soon as possible if you feel this is for you, if you're over 23, and be aware the course runs over two college years. So the date for starting of, we'll call it the first one, the non-distance one, the college attendance one. The, the part-time course, and we were tentatively um, have put down a date of the 15th of September. So it will be very close to that 15th of September date. And we will be, you know, as people are, are registering in the course, we will be confirming that. But I can, you know, I can highlight that it will be very close to that date, the 15th of September. So as you say, um, what I always find that it's a huge comfort to people. If they just have a little bit of time to ring, Take, go back off the phone, have a think about it, come back again. Just that little bit of comfort to um, tease it out and see, is it for them? Um, and, I mean, that is something we very much welcome. And we're very aware that, you know, people need to maybe a little bit of information, a little bit of a discussion, uh, a little bit of reassurance as to what's, what's involved and, you know, what, um, what's involved and, and what's, there are different features of applying and so on, but also what is the overall structure of the course and what what are the key elements of the course, and that's worth a good discussion. The main points we've been discussing here are available on the Chagas website, so yes. for people who are familiar with the website and the internet, they can check out the Chagas Absolutely. website and they'll find full details there of the Green Cert course varieties Absolutely. we've been talking about. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Patrick Flannery, Chagas Education Officer for CorkWest. Thank you, Patrick, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Female farmers are urged to make PRSI contributions and plan for future pensions. IFA Farm Family and Social Affairs Chair Miss Alice Doyle has urged female farmers to take the time to check what PRSI contributions they have made to date and ensure they are making a contribution when carrying out tax returns this year. Miss Doyle said, as we approach the closing part of the year, Consideration should be given to reviewing your PRSI record of contributions to date. Appealing to female farmers to take action, she said, this is important in terms of planning for your future entitlements to the state pension and may provide the opportunity to enhance future benefits. 
many female farmers who are retiring discover they are not entitled to the state contributory pension as they have not made sufficient PRSI contributions. This is despite having worked on the farm all of their lives. It's vitally important for female farmers to be aware of this issue when planning for the future. Writing in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Dr Anne Finnegan, policy analyst with the journal, points out there are increasing reports of Irish farmers being approached to sell carbon credits to Asians or businesses operating in the so-called voluntary carbon market. We hope next week to speak to Dr Anne Finnegan, policy analyst, about this topic and the warning she's issued. That's Farm Talk for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to Barry O'Mahony and Murray Tuig for contributing to the programme again this week. In particular to Ms Murray Tuig, news reporter with 96MR3FM News, for creating the podcast for the website. A very special thank you to you, of course, the listener, for tuning in. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.